Welcome to Busted Biscuits. I'm Jen Stanley. And I'm Jill Super. And today we are talking about Mirror Mirror on the Wall. Yes. Looking at some self-reflection stuff. Yes. Before we dive into it, though, we want to give you some highlights. Oh, yeah. I want to point out, too, that this marks our one-year anniversary of starting Busted Biscuits. We have done this puppy for a year now. Yeah. It's crazy to think it's that we've so crazy. done that. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's nuts. So I am I love it. I've been enjoying doing this process. Like, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Like, um, I, I'm glad we made it a year, right? <laughs> <laughs> that we're still doing it. We're still we going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we do. We still have a whole long list of things that we want to talk about. So like we haven't run out of material yet. So we'll, <laughs> we'll keep it going. So um, happy anniversary to happy you. Happy anniversary to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in light of anniversary. <laughs> so I just celebrated my 25th wedding anniversary Woo, on January the 2nd. <laughs> Yay. Yep, I did. So um, I'll tell you, this is funny though. So I wake up on, on January 2nd. And so Todd always, Todd is my husband. He always posts like a really nice post on our anniversary mm-hmm. and like says how wonderful I am and the best thing that ever happened to him, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> and so I get up in the morning and I like check my phone and like there's no post. I'm like, oh, okay, well, uh, he's busy. Okay. So, you know, later through the day, you know, have a break, check my phone. There's no post. And I'm like, what is up? Like he always posts these things. And so then more time goes by. I go like finally get home at night. It's like, you know, I don't know, 930 and like check my phone. There's no post. I'm like, what is going on? Why does my husband not love me after 25 <laughs> years? It's a big anniversary. Oh my it's gosh. Worth the post. Yeah. And then I remember that he's fasting social media for the month of January. <laughs> no so, post. So oh, he's not wow, even wow. on there. <laughs> so Todd, when you listen to this podcast, you need to post about me in February. <laughs> you can save it for Valentine's Day. Anyway, Aww, just yeah, those, there you go. yeah, I'm just like, what is going on? It's like, oh yeah, okay, that's why. So he doesn't hate me now after 25 years. <laughs> it's <laughs> Instead, not old. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's good. So, what did you do for the holiday? Anything good? Uh, no, I just uh, hung out with family. I worked a little bit. I spent some time with friends. My dad came and stayed for a few days. It was really nice, just uh, low key. That's good. Yeah, we made we made a trip to Arkansas to see my family. And so uh, nice. we, we traveled on Christmas Day and came back on New Year's Day. And so... Was that uh, busy crazy? It really wasn't. Okay. Christmas Day, like, there was, it was pretty open. Both times, like, um, the planes weren't even halfway full. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, like, you could spread out. Like, you weren't even having to, like, sit right next to somebody. Nice. So it was super nice. So it was great to see my family and be together. Uh, my mom did this really cool thing where she... Where the town that she lives in, in Harrison, Arkansas, she... Um, there's a place there that has Amazon return boxes. And so she went like once a week, I think it was like for, I don't know, 13 weeks, 14 weeks, something like that. However many people we had in the family and bought a box for each of us. And then, then we uh, had an auction one day where we each got to open our boxes. And then we had an auction with uh, Monopoly money (laughs) (laughs) for like what we wanted. And so those things, it was pretty fun. Like there was some, like the box only cost like 10 bucks. And um, I know, well, I got, and I got some crazy stuff. I got a swimsuit out of what? it yeah a cup she swimsuit that i'm like this fits me this is great <laughs> and like like we had a bunch of um like uh, apple watch bands i got like oh, probably nice. yeah like maybe 10 or 15 of those oh, and like wow. todd had a bunch of like screen protectors that fit his phone so he's got like i don't know, like nine or ten screen protectors like oh it was pretty gosh. crazy That's... i know so like if it only cost 10 bucks like we definitely got 10 bucks worth of stuff out Absolutely. of there you know for that and so um, so yeah, it was pretty fun. And so, nice. yeah, we had a good time. And so hey. that was a really cool experience. I think we're hoping that she does it again. Hint, we, hint. We okay. enjoyed that. <laughs> it was fun. 
So, and then I got to see my childhood friend, Brandy Kaufman. We hadn't, I guess she's Brandy Ireland now. Um, we had, we grew up together and then hadn't got to see each other very often and just were kind of, um, connected on, on Facebook or social media, but, um, she's a listener of the podcast. So hello, Brandy. Hello, Brandy. And so we spent the morning together just hanging out. Like we went to a restaurant and we were there during the breakfast and stayed through their lunch run. And so, <laughs> so it was really great to get to catch up with oh, her. Nice. And so I enjoyed that a bunch. So good. So yeah, it was a good time. So now we're back home at the grind. Oh, yeah. I think I told you that my uh, heart rate went down eight points. Oh, you did. Yeah, you I got that. an alert that over the past five days, your average heart rate has reduced by eight beats. I'm like, <laughs> oh, dude. I want to know when it goes back up. Though. I know. I'll tell you. My watch will tell me. It likes to tell me those things for sure. So, okay. So, and as always, we want to continue our, we just have one question each for our uh, conversation uh, cards. Mm-hmm. So you go first. What's your question? Um, what are you procrastinating right now? And why does it feel so hard? Um, I'm procrastinating sending my financial information to the CPA. <laughs> Why is that I don't hard? know that I have a good reason. <laughs> like, I think there's a few things that I need to update on it. And so then I'm just like, every time I sit to do it, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. And I keep putting it off. Like I've been trying, I was supposed to do it before the year turned and I didn't do it. And so I'm really sorry that I haven't done that. <laughs> I need to do it. Does she listen? She does. I, yes. So I'm not sure if she's up to this episode yet, but uh, when she does listen, she'll know I'm talking about her. So. Sorry that I've not done what I'm supposed to do. It's okay. What are you procrastinating? Uh, mine is an insurance thing. I have a accident insurance. Yes. When I broke my finger last year, I never turned anything. Wasn't last year? It was more than that. No, it was last August. It was no. just last August. Uh, no. Yeah. It was the year before that. No, it wasn't. Jill, it was. It can't be. It was. <laughs> yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't because I've only been at the company two years. And so this would have been my first, second full year. Like I'll be there two years in March, which means the year before was my first year. I know. I'm good. I'm good. I think it was. Okay. Uh, No, I think it was. It wasn't this year. It was the first year of the beach, right? Because you had your finger in the air the whole time. I don't remember. I think it's been, I think (laughs) it's been a year and a half, I think. So like this summer will be two years. It's not been this year. No, not this year, but it's within the last year. Well, a little over a year. Okay. It was last August. Not when we went. It was two years ago in August. 2022 or 23? Because this is 24. I know. I, I think it's 22. I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost certain it's 22. And whatever. But it's it's not recent. It is. It no. had to be 22. It was a year in August. Okay. Yes. Okay. We're, then we're saying the same thing. Yes. So, okay, good. Okay. So, you've, it's been a while. It's not yes. recent. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, go ahead. You're procrastinating turning it in? Oh, yeah. Because there's like, when I went and had a surgery in Africa, there was like, you know, 30 pages of stuff that I got. Yes. There's no way for them to contact them. And so I have to scan all of that stuff in. And then mm-hmm. I have to scan all the new stuff in from the second surgery. So it's like a pain in the butt and I'm procrastinating. And so you're waiting for them to pay you money? Well, yeah. So if you do that, <laughs> they're going to send you money. Probably. Hopefully. I don't maybe. understand procrastinating don't things about getting you money. I procrastinate <laughs> having to pay money, but I don't procrastinate getting it. All right, right, right. <laughs> what's your question? Mine is, uh, what's the most recent thing you've been influenced to buy? Have you been influenced to buy anything? Uh, no. The only thing I can think of was my dad had said about someone bought him um, a, uh, it's like a picture frame that has like, you drop pictures into it and then it gives him a notification when he's got new pictures that show up on it and he can put oh. it in his house. Really cool. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I might, I might have to consider that because I really want something like that. Uh, I would use that. I would look at that. I would put it uh-huh. in my office and use it all the time. And then my kids bought me one for Christmas. That's I just cool. got it tonight. Yeah. So it's like a picture frame that like, yeah, just like a regular old picture frame. Like you would have it uh-huh. on your, on your desk and it's uh, digital. So it just yeah. kind of scrolls through all of the different ones. It plays videos it, and audio and all oh. that. Yeah. It's fancy. 
It's nice. And so then, like, it's connected to Wi-Fi, I presume, and yeah. so then they get dropped from an app to them? Yes, they, everybody wow. gets the app, and they can just drop whatever pictures they want right onto it. Oh, that's pretty that so cool. I can get baby pictures anytime. Oh, fun. I know. That's good. How about you? Um, well, I think it was a gift that I got Carly for Christmas. So Carly wanted a Wrangler backpack. And so, like, I'm kind of a bag connoisseur. I like bags. <laughs> and so <laughs> I have way too many bags, but I like them. And so this backpack is super cool. So, like... The top of it is is um it's kind of hard and so like you like would pinch it together and then zip it closed. So like when you open it up, it's like a wide mouth at the top. Mm, nice. Yeah. And then um like a so grandma like, purse. Well, yes, it would be your own, <laughs> but it's a back backpack. Okay. And so then and then it has like the zipper on the back, like the back part that would be against your back if you have the straps on it. Mm-hmm. Like it's got the zip section, and so you unzip it and it gives you instant access to the bottom of the bag. Handy. And so like you don't have to like dig through from the top, like you're right there at the bottom of the bag. So you can pack that way. Yes. And then the seller point for me was that it has like these uh, Velcro loops that are already attached to it that you can like attach to like a stroller. Mm. And so like we we needed them while we were on vacation and so like or while we were home for Christmas. And so I was like, this thing is awesome. <laughs> and then in the front of it, it has like cooler uh, pockets, you know, like where you would put like your pencils and stuff like that front pocket when you open it up it has like spots for cups that would keep them in their cooler insulated pockets nice yeah i'm a smidge influenced to buy it (laughs) (laughs) i don't need it like i keep telling you do not need this you do not need this you do not need this but i want it (laughs) is it fashionable does it come in different colors Uh, yeah it does it does come in a lot of different colors and it's like it's cowboyish like it looks it's got that western look to it which you know it's kind of the thing right now and so you know i i'm I want it. If you break down and buy it, you have to admit. I won't tell anyone. <laughs> You'll just have to see me when I carry it. I've had this for so long. I don't know. I've had it forever. <laughs> okay, oh so let's let's di- dive into our content today. So what, what do we, we are going to talk about um, the things that get in our way of having healthy relationships or having friendships. Oh, yeah. Okay, and so, good. you know, we've talked quite a bit um, in like the definitely the first season about the things that uh, that, that we that happen to mm-hmm. us or that we experience. And so we kind of wanted to go a little bit deeper on very specific things. Like I think things get in our way yep. of connecting. And so um, did you when we were kind of talking through this, what did you think about this topic? Did you think it was hard, easy? What do you think? Um, well, it took some time. Like you yeah. actually have to put some thought into it and really really be honest with yourself about mm-hmm. where you're at and what what is happening and what you know what you're feeling like you really have to dig deep the other thing i noticed for myself was i had to be objective about it at first like okay. i had to say okay remove the feelings cuz this is going to be hard if i if i don't get rid of the feelings right yeah. so not thinking about feelings but identifying what these what these yeah. traits or characteristics or or you know personality things that i have that that have developed over time and how they got there and yeah yeah well, interesting. And so you've been really persistent in like where you want this podcast to go, right? <laughs> like you're wanting to make sure that we're talking about the things that are within us, like, you know, mm-hmm. healing within us, gaining insight into what's going on within us. Um, and w- why? Why do you feel like that's important? Well, I mean, I've shared my story on here a number of different times. And so for me, you know, the way that I grew up, um, I, I didn't realize until until it was pointed out in a lot of ways um, that that what happened to me created the person that I was and why I was just avoidant of relationships, period. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think I needed them. I didn't want them. I didn't, didn't, 
just just shy, I just stayed away from them. Right. Um, and it was because of the things that had happened to me. So like as an example, you know, I had instability at home. So I didn't have parents that were that showed up in my life and there was inconsistency with how they supported me or whether they supported me. And so mm-hmm. as a result, I learned to rely on myself. Right. That's something I've, I've learned now. And as I, as I relied on myself, that just meant I didn't let people in. And so not letting people in meant I didn't have friends. And then I had a whole bunch of needs that weren't being fulfilled. And I felt unseen and unvalued. Like I didn't have any value in, in, in this world. And so having to kind of start at the beginning and say, when did I first feel like this? When can I, where can I identify in my past that, you know, this has been the case. Um, It's a process Mm -hmm. really truly is a process, but I feel like with, busted biscuits that's that's at the root of healthy relationships and healthy friendships you have to do the work and dig in and you know be objective and 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 then feel the feels and then say now what do i do with this right how do do i how do i keep this in mind as i'm going forward and in building friendships or you know creating healthier relationships Mm -hmm. in my life um how how can i be more aware of that right so but because i think so often like we can identify that that people aren't meeting our needs Mm -hmm. right or we don't have friends out there and we feel like it's other people's fault well they don't see me they don't want to reach out to me they don't want to hang out and when in fact it may be us that's doing something that's pushing them away exactly or that's keeping them away yeah Mm -hmm. so we're getting in our own way and so that's really part of why we think it's so important to talk about this agreed Okay. All right. So that sets the stage for it. So let's talk about anxiety. Why do you think anxiety, how does that impact friendships? Do you think, how does that get in the way? Um, I think really with anxiety, I mean, that's a, a, that's a feeling where you get like, you're anxious, you're stressed, you eat up. Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, I think anxiety overall as, uh, how that gets in our way, it creates this, this mentality that we can't go out and do it. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's something that is way bigger than what we think we can, we can accomplish where mm-hmm. we don't have the, the facilities, the capacity, we don't have the ability to go out and, and do it. Um, when in reality we've given that so much power and we've underestimated our ability to actually just do it and be done with it. Yeah. It, it feels like such a huge ginormous task that yes. we like decide we don't even want to try at all. Because right. like this could be bad, yeah. you know, or, or we're anxious about, will I know what to say? Mm-hmm. Will I know, um, what to do? Like what, uh, where, where to go, who to connect to? Like, will they even like me? It's like all these what if statements, like what if I go and they make fun of me or what if I say hello and they think I'm stupid, you know? So it's like, you'd like this fear of what it's going to be like yeah. prevents you from, from wanting to try to connect with anybody. Well, and it can also push you to not be yourself, mm. right? Like yeah. that anxiety, like I got to please, I got to be on, I got to, I got to get it right. And, and the reality is that's, that's not the case because sometimes what happens is you've pretended to be someone. And then when you start to relax a little bit, people are like, wait, who are you? Like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that was you. I didn't know this was yeah anything about this. Um, so, it, you know, putting up that false pretense because you want to please people, you want to, you mm-hmm. want to be accepted is really not the route to go. So if you have that anxiety, like admit that, like say that this is what I have and start working through it. Yeah. Because you're right. If you present something that you aren't mm-hmm. and that's the person that they start spending time with, yeah. then they're like, you know, they, that's who they like, you know, yeah. or, and so then that, that hurts you on the inside. Cause you're like, okay, I know I'm not really being myself, but they like this person. So I've got to live this inauthentic self. So they'll continue to like me. And the anxiety builds because you have to continue that. Yeah. You just have to keep it up. And you're like, and then you realize you get to a point and you're like, this isn't me. I can't do it. And then the, the relationship breaks down and you're like, why did that happen? Right. Well, be I yourself. you liked me. Well, yeah, because <laughs> you, liked, you liked this facade that I yeah. presented. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely something that I think is, is a big deal. Um, I, I think 
also anxiety can cause you not to deal with your feelings Mm -hmm. that you have about stuff. Like you, um, if you're having difficulty with a friendship, like you may, um, put it on them and say it's their fault that something went wrong. Yeah. You know, and like you don't take ownership of your role, but what's interesting about that is that you're on the outside, you're saying, well, they didn't do this and they didn't do that. Like they didn't call me, like they didn't show up, but on the inside you're saying, well, I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. I wasn't worthy of their time. I wasn't important enough to them. And so like, you internally say something to yourself, but you externally present something different. Yeah. And those things aren't congruent. Absolutely. And so then like, so then people think you're, you're saying, well, they just didn't show up. Like they didn't come or they, they didn't call me back or they didn't come over when they said they were going to like whatever it is that they've done wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what you present. Well, you know, I'm not gonna be friends with them because they don't do that. And then on the inside, you're, you're beating yourself up going, I'm not good enough for them to do those things for me. Yeah. Because you won't again, deal with those feelings that, the, of inadequacy or like the, the, the sense that I, I am not good enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so in those moments, you really should be able to take ownership and go, yeah, that was, this is my part in this. Like this is my role. Absolutely. And I think there's, I think people have a hard time with that. Mm-hmm. You know, they, well, I may have done this or they downplay what that was yeah. that you've done in the role <laughs> in the relationship. Right? right. Like mine wasn't as bad as what you've done in yeah. this sense. So yeah, those yeah buts mm-hmm. are annoying. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, you did that. Yeah, yeah but, but yeah, but you did. Yeah, but you. And so it's like when what really needs to happen is like you know you're right. I shouldn't have done these things. I know. You know, but instead like you deflect and push it off on someone else, and then yeah, yeah. that doesn't that doesn't go well for you. It doesn't at all. Um, also, spending time with people that have poor insight. If you have poor insight into yourself and like to what's happening. Um, and you think you're like, well, that person has this problem. And you're like, well, actually, you have the problem. Like, <laughs> I, I often use the phrase, hello, pot. This is kettle. You're black. So, it's, <laughs> you know, my playoff of the best the pot calling the kettle black. Right. And so then, like you say, man, um, I can think of a situation where um, I was talking to um, to someone and they had they were they, they are struggling to get over their own relationship. Like they, it hasn't healed yet. Okay. And then they were saying about this other person that they were talking to is like, man, that person's really hung up on their old relationship. <laughs> and I'm, I literally said to this, I'm like, hello, pot. <laughs> you know, it's like, what are you doing here? Like, did they like, get it? Well, I had to explain what I meant by that phrase. <laughs> and then I explained what I meant by like, are you kidding me? Like, you're still like thinking about all these, this, this relationship that you're in. And like, you know why you can't say that this person isn't, isn't healed enough yet. Like you're not healed either. Yeah. And so like what, if you don't have the insight to see what's really going on inside of you, but you so easily see what's going on in people around you. Right. That can get in your way if you're having a healthy relationship. Absolutely. Because you're you sh- not going to be able to fix it. Mm-mm. You need to be able to look internally and go, oh, maybe I do that too. You know? Well, and I think that's one of the big questions. Like <laughs> when you're interacting with someone, you're like, do I do that? Do I do that? Do I? Mm-hmm. Like I, I ask myself that all the time and now just because I want to. I want to be able to mirror good qualities. And yeah. so I'm looking for the good qualities to mirror and like, oh, I could do that. Right. The yeah. do I do that turns into, oh, I could do that. Right. And so that's that's where, you know, like you're headed in the right direction. because yes. You want to you want to reflect those those positive qualities. Well, and I really say often that part of the reason that I feel like I'm um, somewhat healthy emotionally is because of being in the counseling room with clients. Right. Mm-hmm. So that they're talking about what's going on in their life. And like there was oftentimes in the beginning, for sure, that I would hear them talking. I'm like, oh, 
I did the same thing. And I see this, how the outcome for that, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be that. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't like, look at what this trade is doing to their life. Like what, how it's disruptive to that. And so then like, I see it happening. And so then I need to change too. Yeah. And so like, that's been huge. I think in like bringing health is like creating insight to go, yeah, I need to make sure that I'm making good choices and I'm not falling in the same traps of other people. Yeah, I love that. But people aren't always willing to do that. No, no, you're right. I mean, that's where we sit, right? Poor insight mm-hmm. where you just don't see it. You can see it in other people and call it out in other people, but not in yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, isolating is something too that I think gets in the way of having friendships. Yeah. Because like you just don't go and try. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> yeah. well, I did that for a long yeah, like, time. <laughs> let's hear more about that from you, Jill. How does isolation get in the way? How does it get in your way of having connection? Um, well, like in my case, I think I, I'm, I like to give to people. Like mm-hmm. I want to be what people need me to be, mm-hmm. but I don't want to have to, I, I, like I draw the line. Like I just say, don't come into my life, right? I don't yeah. need you. I don't need you because I've never had anybody, so I don't need you. Um, so relying on people has been something that I really had to struggle to learn to do. Yeah. And, and so that, that isolation, like you, you do it to yourself, like, and, and it, at first I didn't even realize I did it. Like I did a lot of these other things, like blaming others, like, oh, they didn't, they just don't, they don't like me, whatever the case may be. I don't fit in. And so you don't, you don't make the effort to realize like you're the one separating yourself. Yeah. Well, and, and I think, um, you, you lie to yourself in those moments mm-hmm. and you say, I don't need people. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't need that. I don't need friends. Like I'm good. I don't need it. And so then you just choose to not do that. I've said that. Like I know. <laughs> I, and it actually wasn't you that I was thinking about though when I said that, but you're right. You did used to say that. Like, yeah, I just don't need this. Yeah, but, but not, like, it's not a priority for me. It's not something I need. It's not something I wanted but until the, now. Well, but the reality is like we were created for relationship. Yeah. So like I've said this before, and I'm pretty sure I've said it on the podcast that like when God created the earth, like as each day that he created things, he said it was good. So light and darkness, it was good. Land and sea, it was good. Birds and fish, it was good. Animals, it was good. Man to be alone, not good. Like it was the first thing that God said that wasn't good was to be alone. And so then yet we tend to find our, we try, we isolate ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and like, that's not good for us. It's not okay. But again, it's all this big circle because, you know, you're going back to the beginning of the list where we started and saying, what feelings aren't you dealing with? What anxieties are, do you have that are causing you to act in a certain way that you're just shutting those people off from who you really are? So all of these things kind of flow together. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned earlier, kind of in your introduction about upbringing, that like your upbringing could get in the way, um, oh, yeah. uh, you know, of of that. So talk to me about that. So say more about how your upbringing can get in your way of friendships. Um, well, I think, I mean, I'll use different examples than mine, but I, I have friends who were, you know, I mean, I look at your example, right? You had a, a pretty solid, a solid family foundation. Mm-hmm. Your mom and dad were there. They showed up, they talked to you, they, they supported yeah. you, they did the things. And you came out of that like feeling a little bit more confident mm-hmm. about who you were. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and how those relationships were like how they, how relationships worked and what, uh-huh. uh, what a healthy relationship looked like to some degree. Uh-huh. Everybody has their stuff, but for the most part, like I used, uh, when I look at you, I saw that as an, an example and I thought to myself, well, I didn't have that. So what does that mean? Um, you know, people who are in abusive homes, neglectful homes, um, you know, where there's, there's lots of traumas that go as you, as you're growing up, yeah. the f- people, people know that it influences them, but I don't think they realize the level and the depth of which you change who you are and like, you just don't know who you are anymore as a result of it. Well, and so like, there's a a couple that I'm working with and, um, essentially the husband has said that she's controlling, like she always has to have it her way and she's controlling. And so, um, then we talk to the wife, the wife says, um, well, like, it's not that I'm just controlling. I just know how things need to be done. 
so then like we we uh, kind of exploring that and trying to discover what's going on. So as we look into her upbringing, she was raised in an alcoholic home. And so her dad would come home drunk in the middle of the night, get her and her siblings out of the bed. They'd all have to come to the kitchen table. I have to sit and he would lecture them about whatever topic he needed to lecture them on. Hmm. And so in the middle of the night, you wow. know, and so um, then there would be times like that he, he wouldn't give her any lunch money. So like he would be passed out. And so then she would have to dig through his pockets and get money out of his pocket. So she'd have lunch money for school. Hmm. And so, you know, the, and I have a long list of those stories for her. So like what would happen for her and her upbringing was that she didn't know what to expect. Like she was constantly hmm. having to be aware of her surroundings and go, OK, what's next? What's wow. going to happen? What's unpredictable in this environment that I need to be prepared for? Wow, that control, the urge to control yeah. really takes over. Right, and so then she comes into <laughs> adulthood, right? And so she's the parent now. And so then she spends time going, like looking, it's almost like scanning the horizon for what could go wrong, what do I need to be prepared for, right? <laughs> and so then as she sees these things coming, she prepares for them and she thinks and she chews on and she goes, okay, so if this X is going to happen, I need to make sure I've got Y and Z and A and everything together so that it's ready. Okay, husband, I need you to come do this. And he's just now coming to the table on this topic, right? <laughs> Doesn't She's, know any of these. Right. She spent all this time planning <laughs> and thinking about it. And so she goes, hey, I need you to do this. And he's like, uh, okay. You know? And so then he starts to do it. And she's like, not that way. You have to do it this way. You know? And so he's sitting there going, what do you mean not this way? Like you just said you wanted this done. And she's like, but you, you know, why did, why can't you think about it like this? You know? Yeah. And so like create this I'm having to create this awareness in them like look she's not trying to control you or saying that you're an idiot mm -hmm. she's trying to control her environment so she feels safe yeah and so like this shouldn't be, don't take this as a personal attack when she does this this is about her trying to feel safe in her environment and then I'm working with her to say like you don't have to take it out on him like he wasn't a part of the planning when you started the planning mm -hmm. and so it's not fair to yell at him because he doesn't know yeah right and so it's not he's not trying to make your life difficult okay. and so like and then talking through like helping her to be aware of the needing to feel safe. Mm. So it's kind of a long example of how our upbringing impacts our relationships now. I would agree. Wow. And so you may not even make that connection. Like if you're not talking to a therapist, yeah. like I don't know that she had made that connection until we started talking through that. And so um, like you may not have an opportunity to come for that to come forward because it's probably so buried that you don't even know that it's impacting you. Yeah, exactly. That is so true. But our upbringing absolutely can do that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good stuff. I love that. That's a good one. That's a really good. I was just gonna say that's a really good one because good that's like absolutely in detail, like what that is. So, um, and then assumptions. We make assumptions often. Like we assume either that the person doesn't like us, or we assume that they don't want to spend time with us, or we assume that they're thinking something about us. You know, and yeah. so then like we we work from that assumption. Do you deal with assumptions? Has that been something that you've dealt with? Either. Uh, yeah. I mean, yes. I think that's a really common one. Okay. If I, if I had to pick one, I would say between that and the anxiety, like the anxiety gets you to, keys you up to a point where you're like, oh, they, don't, they just don't want me. They don't, you make those assumptions. It's more about what you think they think of you as opposed to what they actually think of you. Yeah. And, and we talked about, about that, that before. Yeah. They're like, yeah, whatever you perceive that it's whatever, it's not what you think about me. It's what I think you think about me. Right. And so then we have these assumptions. Well, they don't even want to spend time with me. They don't even want to include me. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to try. Yeah. I'm not going to put myself out there. And so then. And then you isolate. Yeah. Or, or, <laughs> or you assume like they don't want to have coffee with me. They're too busy. They don't want to do that. And then you never ask 
Well, and I, I love the way you had given that example once before and said, you know, give them the opportunity to say no. Yeah. Don't don't just shut it off. Just ask and then see what happens because mm-hmm. you might be surprised. And that's funny that you say that because Carly like totally called me out on that. I was trying to do something on the uh, while we were away on Christmas and she's like, mom, you need to give them opportunity to say no. Have you listened to your podcast? I'm like, OK, fine. And she, she threw it back at me and like, well, at least you're listening. At least you're listening. I love it. So I'm parenting over the air. And she's parenting me back. But I do. Yeah, I do think we like make a lot of assumptions sometimes and that we don't take the time to figure out if they're true or not. Yeah. Uh, Unwillingness to be vulnerable is something like Mm -hmm. we've talked about that at length. And so like just like just refusing to let somebody in. (laughs) Um, And I think that's also related to assumptions, because like when you're with someone that's not opening up, then you may make the assumption they don't want to share with me. Right. Right. And so when the person that's being closed off is make, you're not asking the question. So they're making the assumption you don't want to know about these things. Yeah. And you never communicate. Right. (laughs) And so like, you know, Todd and I were talking about a conversation he'd had recently where someone like shared a a fact and he goes, I wasn't really sure what to do. Like, he's like, that felt really personal. I wasn't sure what to do with it. And I was, and so I said to him, well, the person said that to you. So I think they were trying to engage you on that topic. Mm -hmm. So I think it's okay to say, I don't know what to ask about that. Or I don't know what to say. What do you want to share with me about that? You know, or um, it's just like, well, how do you feel about that? Like, that's an easy one. You know, like, well, tell me what you're feeling about this topic. Um, Tell me what you've been thinking about. And so um, just engaging it because like we've talked about before about people are dropping crumbs. Mm -hmm. They're dropping, you know, little indications that they're wanting to engage with you and you have to decide whether or not you're going to pick it up. I've started doing that with my husband, actually. Oh, tell um, me more. Well, because he he is the silent type, obviously. Mm. And we lived in silence for a really long time. <laughs> we still like our silence. <laughs> um, but but that like I'll I'll give him some information and then I'll kind of let it sit. And I'm like, what are you thinking about that? Because I can see it spinning. You know, you can tell like I've yeah. been around him long enough. I can tell that it's kind of swirling in his head and he'll say he'll start talking. And I'm like, it really all it took was me just asking, what do you think about that? Yeah. What do you have? What do you have to say about that? And and he'll share. Yes. It's interesting. It, it is. And so like um, people want to be, they want to know mm-hmm. that you want to know. Yeah. Right. And so then just asking the question. And so then not just assuming they don't want to talk to you and then not assuming that they don't want to hear it. Right. Like you really have to make sure you walk away from that. Agreed. And that's what, and also with being vulnerable, like you need to be, you don't want to make assumptions about someone not wanting to be vulnerable. Okay. Yeah. All right. What about setting expectations that people can't meet? Do you know anybody that does that? Yeah. unrealistic expectations. I think there are some people in my life that are like that. Okay. Tell me more. Well, it's hard because sometimes they don't communicate those expectations in a way that's like, this is, this is really what I want. Right. Or this Mm -hmm. is what I need from you. Um, and sometimes those expectations are so great and so specific Mm -hmm. that, that I don't feel like I can achieve that in the relationship. And so I back myself away and like, Oh, that's a lot to ask for for someone like, you know, where's the fine line between you accepting me for who I am and what part I play in your life and, and you needing me, it almost goes back to fulfilling all my needs. Right. Mm -hmm. So you want me to be this specific individual in order to be a friend in relationship with you. Um, but, but that's unnatural for me. It's not who I am. And so there's a part of us that's like, well, you know, how do I deal with that? What What do I do in this situation? Um, I mean, for me, that's how it feels, but I don't know. What else do you got with that one? Well, um, I guess I'm just thinking about, we see it a lot in marriages, you know, mm-hmm. where the phrase I use a lot is unexpressed, unmet expectations. Okay. 
And so then, or maybe it's unmet, unexpressed expectations. So either one, but like basically you have this expectation that you never tell your spouse you have. And then when they don't meet it. <laughs> so true. You, you get mad at them. You <laughs> I'm know. pretty sure I, everybody I know probably would be raising their hand on that one in yes. their marriage. <laughs> yes. I've, I've definitely done that in the past. I try yes. not to do that yes. now. Like I often am asking myself, did I express that expectation? You know, like if, if, one, if one goes unmet... Mm-hmm. Did I express that? And it's like, um, maybe, maybe not. Did I express to Todd that I expected a anniversary post? post? <laughs> I did not. So for my frustration, it would not be warranted because I did not say, where's my post? Where's my post? <laughs> so that's a silly example. But like, you know, um, we, we often are mad when our expectations aren't met. But then you have to ask yourself, did I express that? Yeah. Do they know that I'm even ex- expecting that? Because that's just not fair. Because like they if you're holding them to this expectation that they don't even know they're supposed to meet. Yeah. Then it just makes it really hard. mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. So you should be assessing yourself. Like, are you, do you have expectations of other people that are unrealistic? Yeah. Like, yeah. Again, going back to the, they're really hard and you're not sharing them or they're set so high that, that it's, it feels unnatural for that person to have to be able to achieve it. Like you're asking them to change who they are in order to be in relationship with you. Yeah. So either way. And I, I guess I also want to be clear. It's okay to have expectations of your friends. Yes. But but you don't want like an insane ones. Yeah. Uh, can you give an example of like an extreme expectation that you either have experienced or? Mm, not really. So maybe like if, if without, someone. Not really without. Without naming names. Yeah, going into details. I'm not going to do that. Without like everyone knowing <laughs> who you're talking about. Um, <laughs> I would say something like maybe. Um, that when you love someone and so like maybe your love language is um, acts of service and you mm. do something for that person and that person's like, well, I don't, that doesn't do anything for me. I only want gifts. And so, you know, so <laughs> wow. then, okay. right. And so then you're like, well, but I, I'm loving you the way that I'm wanting to love you. So then what you as a person should say, I appreciate the, what you're doing for me, as opposed to saying, uh, I, that doesn't count because <laughs> it wasn't the way that I wanted it done. Yeah. Like if you really cared about me, you'd buy me something. Yeah. Or you'd, you'd give me what I want. Right. Yeah. Right. And so like you miss the, the attempt of like this person is trying to care for you. It may not be in the way that you're that you would have preferred. That's interesting because right? I actually had that same kind of experience recently. And it was it was that situation. I was like, oh, well, my efforts are for not. Well, right. Uh, like all the love I thought I was showing was not how yeah, it was like, received. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't count because it's not what I wanted. You know, it's like a bratty child situation almost like you're, you're like, oh, that wasn't what I wanted. Then insecurities, I think insecurities get in the way of um, having healthy relationships. And I, I think you can see insecurity like it presents itself in two different ways. And there may be more, but two main ways that I can really come come to my mind. Okay. One is that um, you might withdraw or isolate. Mm-hmm. So like maybe you're in a social setting and you feel insecure about what you're doing. So like you don't engage. So you become a wallflower. Like you stay behind, like you stay in the shadows, like you don't really talk to anybody. Like you maybe you've got your face in your phone, you know, like you don't you don't have a relationship because you're thinking this person, they don't want me around. Right. right? Um, it also can look like being attention seeking and like over the top, mm, like gregarious and point. like wanting people like to look at you and like draw attention to you and like go, I'm, I'm bigger than life. Check me out. You know, like yeah. with trying to, to feed their ego in that way. And so I do think there's a difference in like um, being comfortable being the center of attention and demanding being the center of attention. Okay. Um, What's the difference? Well, I think what you see is that when someone is comfortable being the center of attention, uh, they don't become angry when the center of attention is no longer on them. Okay. Like they're comfortable with it shifting. 
Okay. Right? Like they're not like allowing other people to shine. Yes. Okay. Yes. If someone's insecure and they're needing the center of attention, then they, they get angry if, it, if the spotlight goes off of them or they're like, wait a minute, where did that go? And then they do anything they can to get it back onto them. Okay. And so, um, so they, they can't share the spotlight, so to speak. Gotcha. And so then like, if you see that happening or if maybe you do that, mm-hmm. then, you know, then insecurity is getting in the way of you being able to have healthy relationships. That's a good point. And so you want to make sure that you can manage yourself in that way. Like it. When someone is not open to someone else's input, that can get in the way of your friendships. Yeah, for sure. Because like if someone sees something that they want to speak into in, in your life, mm-hmm. like you, you need to, you need to take it in. Yep. Right. And, and like consider it, but you don't necessarily have to, it doesn't necessarily have to be true, but you want to listen to it. Right. If someone, if you immediately dismiss feedback that someone gives you like, no, that's not happening. That's not true. <laughs> right. Like that's, that's can get in the way. Yes. Because absolutely. If, if someone's needing to speak truth to you and say, Hey, here's a problem, you know, or Hey, I'm seeing this in your life. And you're like, nah, that's not happening. You know, like, okay, well, if you want to take feedback, like it's hard to hang out with you because I want to be able to, to speak into your life and I want you to speak into mine. But it's not, it doesn't feel like a give and take in those ways. Yeah, I know what you mean. Do you experience, have you experienced that any? Well, it kind of ties back to poor insight too, because like they're just not willing to see it, right? Like mm-hmm. they just, it's, it, it, they, 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 ha- they aren't willing to go through the process. A lot of it is probably feelings. They don't want to have to feel and deal with whatever it is that someone's saying. But the reality is we have friends so that we can gain perspective and that we, that, that you know, they're pushing us forward to become better people. That's what friends do. They, they lift each other up and they, they hang with them when they're in the valleys. Right. Um, and so if you, if you're not willing to, to gain perspective about yourself, you're just going to stay right where you're at. And mm-hmm. that's going to, re- that's going to, you're going to be stuck in the cycle. Definitely. Yeah. I think another challenge could be what filter you're using when you're interacting with people like that can get in the way of having a healthy relationship. Like if you are interpreting everything as an attack, you know, or everything is like to put you down, mm, Yeah, you know, like when it may just be being playful, it may not even mean that. You're you know, like, joking I, around. Yeah. Like I've had some <laughs> situations where I've said something and then someone responded to me like, how did you even get that answer? Like that's not right? what I meant. I've that myself. I'm like, I don't, how, what? How did we get here? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. Like, that's not even what I said, you know? And so like, it gets in the way of having a relationship because they're, they're, you're constantly like looking on the horizon for what, what's bad. You know, like, what are, what are you doing? How are you going to hurt me? What are you trying yeah. to put me down? You know? And so then like you interpret everything through that filter. Well, I remember you saying, to, uh, using that, an example where, you know, you, you can tell that you've, you've got to the point where you are friends with someone because they can joke around the things about yes. the things that you're insecure about. Yeah. And you are okay with it. You know, it was a joke and you don't take it personally. Right. And if you felt like you maybe needed to take it personally, you'd say it, you'd share that and you'd get the reassurance that you needed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so, you communicate about it. True. Yeah. And that wasn't always the case. Like no, that was definitely right. a place of growth for sure to be able to go, Hey, okay. Yes. I can laugh about that. You can jab <laughs> me about it. I think it was about my sweater, Megan Rudick. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. That's what it was. It was my it was my chicken skin sweater. Your armadillo. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I think another thing that that can be challenging is that tolerating poor poor behavior and other friends. And so, mm, like yeah. like we have a fear of being alone, and so then uh, we we will let people treat us poorly, 
Yeah. And so then like, um, cause you're like, I just don't, I'd rather you, I'd rather have someone than no one. So then you just allow, you know, yucky behavior. And so then, but, but because of that yucky behavior, you lack the opportunity to be vulnerable. And so then you lack that intimate connection. And so then you have problems. Yeah. You're just not satisfied mm-hmm. and you're not getting your needs filled. Right. And so you need to ask yourself, mm-hmm. you know, am I allowing someone to treat me poorly? Yeah. You know, and like, if so, can I get out of this? If you are. Don't let them. Yeah. I think when I think of something for me would be like um, early on, it was in high school. Like I remember having a friend group that, um, that they would do fun things without me, but when they (laughs) needed something to talk about their feelings, right. Uh, Then they would come to me, but I wasn't included in the activities that they were doing, but I was who they would come to if they needed something. And so I tolerated that because I was lonely. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, anything was better than nothing. You know, and so when it really should have been like, hey, how about we need a like a more complete friendship, right? Like, let's hang out and come to me when you have problems, not just like you don't just come to me when you need something. And so that's high school. Like you're still Mm -hmm. learning how to be friends. And so like, you know, it's just it's one of those deals. But like, but it does influence just mm -hmm. like everything else in in, uh, growing up. Yeah, like thinking it's okay to, for for people to not want to to only be with me from what they can get from me. Like, no, it's not okay. But like, yeah, you know, I had to work through some of those things. I think. Um, having a willingness to change or not having a willingness to change, I think can get in your way. <laughs> uh, nothing annoys me more than for someone to say, "Well, I'm just this is just who I am. I'm just made this way, and I, I shouldn't have to change." What? Like, don't talk to me because as a Christian, which I am, and, and a therapist, which I am, like, I believe strongly in our ability to change. Growth is not a Right. <laughs> right. And so then, like, for someone to, to say they're just resist, like, this is just who I am. I'm, I'm not going to change things. Like, I just, I just don't think. Because, like, as a believer, like, our whole, I don't know, her role, our whole job, like, our whole purpose is to, like, become more like Christ. Yeah. That's change. Right. And so like we're supposed to be doing that. And so like we need to have a willingness to look at ourselves and do the changing. Yeah. I think that can be a challenge, too. I would agree. Okay, then the next one I wrote down here is someone to fill your voids. What do you think about that? Well, I think um, I think that I thought that that would be the case when I got married. And Mm. I know I've talked about that before. Oh, yeah. That Matt would just be the person. and I didn't have to have other people. I mean, that was the only person because I knew that if he was going to marry me, he was going to stick around, you know, hopefully. And, yeah. <laughs> and I did everything I could to push him away. But um, but I wanted him to fill all of those needs and he didn't. And so I, I thought that that meant my marriage was an unhappy marriage. And that's yeah. not the case. Right. It was me that was unhappy about right. about where it was at and what I needed and not not having those needs met. Yeah. And so then I think um, it when we think that someone else can complete us. Yeah. You know, like the whole Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Oh. You complete me. You ha- like, so that ain't real. real. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. And so like, if you have an expectation, then, then that person's going to let you down. Yeah. The person in your life that you're expecting to complete you is not going to do that. Yeah. You know? And so that, that can't be where you get your fullness. Yeah. You have to have other, other people. Mm-hmm. What about being defensive? How does that get in the way of having a friend, of having a healthy relationship? being defensive well I think it ties back to the being attacked you know how oh, yeah. you kind of mm-hmm. shut down and I'm like oh no I'm being attacked like the filter that you're looking through a lot of times we you know even going back to the example of the joking around about your sweater like there is a point at which the things that you are holding on to mm-hmm. create this wall and you're like nope got to defend that got to defend against this somebody else said that and so I know what that means uh-huh. and the reality is different people mean mean what they say in different ways right like someone can do it in a joking way someone can do it in a mean way someone can do it in a loving way and if they're all saying generally the same thing you're still going to be like nope 
none of you, none of you are getting past mm-hmm. my, my barrier. Like yeah. my boundary is here. This is it. That's it. You've said this and we're done. Um, and so you get defensive about anything that might be coming at you and you, you just work to push those things and those people away. And you're constantly in this cycle of, you know, trying to find somebody who won't say the thing that you don't want to hear. Right. Well, and I think I see this a lot, like, um, with parents, um, working with like adult children. I, I mean, we mm-hmm. do it all the time, but like this particular example came to mind. So like we have kiddos that are leaving the nest and they come back and say, Hey, you did this to me as a parent. And the parent's like, no, I didn't. I didn't, you know, I don't, that was not what went on. I yeah. did this. I did X. And you think I did Y. That's not true. And so like, that's really being defensive and saying, that's not what happened at all. Well, I think what, what our role should be in those moments is to hear them out and go, okay, so I hear what you're saying. And I'm so sorry. That was your experience. Um, this was my perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you're validating what they're saying and, and you're hearing them. But so often we immediately go on the defense yeah. and we said, that's not what it happened. You know, that's very and, true. And then that pushes people away because yeah. they're like, you can't even process through it. And so like you miss that vulnerability part. Yeah. Cause I just don't feel heard. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, um, this one, not letting anyone in and not giving people the opportunity to change. This was yours. What did you think about this? Well, a lot of times, um, a lot of times, again, going back, you have things that happen and you're like, uh, this person let me down in this sense. And so you carry that forward and, and repeating almost what we just said, like you have these scenarios or situations where people you, you trusted let you down. And so therefore you won't engage again at all. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a difference between circling through people and saying, I can't find my people. And then there's just, nope. Uh, nope, one thing, you're off the list, yeah. out the door, I'm done right. with you, right? Like you said one thing wrong and and doesn't matter what it is. It could be something like I disagree about the shade of green and oh, nope, we're done. Right. Because I can't trust you, right? Right. Um, because that that hurt is already there. And so then you, you anticipate that everyone else is going to hurt you in the same way. Yeah. And so yeah. you don't give anyone a chance to be different than someone else. You don't, it's not like, well, you know, um, Barb hurt me, but maybe Jill won't. And still like, well, Barb hurt me, so Jill's going to hurt me too, and so will Megan, and yeah. so will Marie. Like, you know, you exactly. just assume that it goes across the board, and that's just not, that's just not true. Right. You know, and so you got to give everyone an individual chance for that. Yeah, everybody's different. Mm-hmm. What about not being careful with your words? Well... What do you think about that? <laughs> I have been watching this. I'm, if you're... Okay, social media is a thing. I'm, I'm occasionally on Instagram because I have friends that send me memes all day and long. And I make you get post busted <laughs> good things. Me, she makes me post things. I don't get on Facebook very, very, very rarely get yeah. on Facebook. But Instagram is one where I'm like, okay, this is less craziness. And so yeah. I'll just, okay. <laughs> I'll get on. So I saw this thing on there and it, and it was basically saying that uh, it was a... I can't remember which the scripture, which scripture it was, but they were talking about how you give and receive information. Uh-huh. And the gist of it was that... You, you can't just unload on someone. You can't just say, here's what's on my mind and I'm going to give it to you and tell you and, uh, you know, however you deal with it, you deal with it. You have to actually focus your, your words and your language and how you speak on how they will receive it. Yep. Um, because if you give it and you just kind of dump it out there, you've created trauma. You've created a mm-hmm. negative situation in that relationship. You've created potentially the lack of trust that, you know, that you're, that you're going to they can be vulnerable with you, right? They should be vulnerable with you. And so the, the, the idea was that if you, if you guard your words, Uh if you make sure that you're framing it in a way that is 
loving and kind and saying, look, you know, I, I want to, I want to share this with you and I don't want it to be uncomfortable, but I need to make sure that we're, we're having this, this conversation and talk about whatever the topic is. Right. And be, be gentle about it and know like, how would I want to receive it? Yeah. Right. Like think mm-hmm. about in terms of, if you're going to give it to someone, don't just shove it out there. Cause you wouldn't want someone to say it that way to yep. you. You have to, you have to remember how they're going to receive it and, and approach it in the best way possible. Are you always going to get it right? No. Cause sometimes it may be uncomfortable anyway, right. but you have to do it with, with a kind and loving heart and come from the direction of I am here with you in this. I want to support you in this. And here's my perspective. Yeah. Um, and not like, eh, you stink. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Like you have to make sure that you say it in a way that they can receive the message. Right. You can't just go, I'm going to give you the message and, I, and it's up to you how you take it. Yeah. Nope. We have some responsibility and ownership in how we communicate. Yeah. So if you're not careful with your words, that can be getting in the way of you having a good relationship. Absolutely. Avoiding conflict. That can mm. be something that really gets in the way of having a healthy relationship. Like if you won't talk through hard things and you just avoid it, that's yeah. really hard because friendships are going to have conflicts from time to time. And you're going to have to be able to talk about it. And so if you won't deal with conflict, then, you know, it's going to be difficult for you. Yeah. You're always either going to be the going back to the the person who tolerates (laughs) poor friendships or the anxiety level is so high. Like, again, they all kind of roll together and create this 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 atmosphere where you can't be yourself and you can't Mm -hmm. be honest and open and you can't receive. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind of like you can't give in, you can't take because you just don't, don't know how to give or take. Right. And so what we want to do is help you help you get there. But yes. And so by doing so, we're going to give you four steps on how to identify what's in your life. Yeah. And like what may be getting in the way for you. All right. What's step one? The first one is ask yourself, have I received consistent feedback from people? Like, am I hearing about the same thing from people? Like either when I'm in conflict or when I'm asking for, you know, like do people tell you, you know, if, if five people tell you that your breath stinks, you probably <laughs> should check on your breath. You know what I mean? Think of it. Yeah. Something. Right. But do that in a kind of loving way so they can, <laughs> so they can receive the message. Not be embarrassed. Right. That's funny. <laughs> but I mean, and like that's a silly example, but like, you know, maybe there's a different kind of thing. Like are people saying, hey, you're not responsive to feedback yeah. or, you know, you get really defensive or, you know, you think things are happening that aren't really there. You know, yeah. um, you know, are you hearing the same kind of feedback? I was just going to say, do you hear that over and over again in your relationships? Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'm you're either in relationship and you can continually hear it or you've jumped from relationship to relationship and those people have said the same thing. Right. Take stock, stop, pause, look at it objectively and say, what is that? Mm-hmm. And then work from there. Yeah. And like asking yourself too, like, have I, am I going through the same problem over and over? Mm-hmm. So maybe you're getting the same feedback or you're experiencing the same sense of loss or the same sense of, um, like you having the same fight with different friends, yeah. you know, like yeah. what are the repetitive things that you see that aren't good repetitive things? Right. Right. So f- identify, take a minute and think about what have I gotten feedback about or what am I st- dealing with more than more than one time? And I'll go back to the beginning when we said you have to look at these objectively. Yes. Try really hard not to allow the emotion to filter in because you'll stop and you won't do it. So, yeah. So try and just be objective and say, OK, what do I know? Like you can be mad about it and you can write it. 
you can be a little bit sad and write it, but you have to write it. You can't get like so weepy and be like, I can't deal with this right now and, and shut yourself off and, and step away. You got to get you got to do the work. Right. So take a minute and reflect on those things. It may be one or two. You may have 10, yeah. but like I'm really would be more about just one or two at this point. Yeah. You, just, you know, <laughs> do you see some consistency? Yeah. Just the big. Yeah. The big ones. If you have someone in your life that you trust really well and that you could ask them to talk to you about that, I think that would be a good thing. Yeah. If you're doing this by yourself, then uh, that's OK, too. But you need to be really reflective and really honest with yourself. Yes. The second thing is you need to ask yourself, where did it start? Yep. What happened? What happened that made this place start? Mm -hmm. So like, so I often in counseling, I'll say to the person, okay, so when we identify something that's going wrong, I was like, okay, where did you first get that message? Where did this first happen for you? Mm -hmm. Right. And so like in the, the alcoholic home example, like talking, okay, so where did you first feel like your life was out of control? You know? And so then we, we go all the way back to childhood. Mm -hmm. And so it's likely that there's something way back there that you haven't paid attention to. But when you, when you ask yourself that question, it'll pop into your mind. It will. Because I think ultimately we know, we know what those things are. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know when I went through a lot of these, like I did a similar thing myself where I was trying to figure it out and, and I was like, okay, what is it? Okay. Well, it's this. What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I had to find the the what is it? Like what was the very first thing that I remember? When did I remember feeling unloved? Well, it was when I was told that <laughs> when I, she said, <laughs> yeah. I don't love you. <laughs> I don't love you. And so uh, you know, from that point forward, okay. So then you start to look at the things that come after and and you're like, hmm, okay. This happened, and as a result, I felt this shame, right? Yeah. Because I made this choice. And then that spiraled into this happening and I isolated because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you'll start to see the patterns and, in, 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 you know, you'll start to see those points in time where things have happened that have kind of brought you to the, to this, to today yes. where you're writing this down. And like Jen said, like one or two things don't go crazy. Yeah. One or two things, objectively look at it, write it down and then start the. Right. So number one, have you received consistent feedback or gone through the same problem? Number two, where did this start and what happened? Number three, why hasn't this healed yet? And am I, am I willing to let this heal? So what's gotten in the way? Like your answer could be, I just wasn't aware of it. Like that's Mm -hmm. possible. Or it could be, well, I'm afraid if I forgive that person, then I'm letting them off the hook. Yeah. Like it could be one of those things. Back in the forgiveness sections. And so like thinking about what is it that, why hasn't this healed yet? You know, like, am I, am I licking my wounds? Am I continue to like think that this is um, something that I need to protect? Like what what is this about? Well, and I will say it's hard Mm -hmm. and, and I put off doing it for a really long time. Like it's normal to not want to have to run through the emotions. Step three is where you get to the emotional part of it, right? Like Mm -hmm. step two, you're step one and two. You're like, okay, what are the things? Where did it start? Mm -hmm. And then you have to kind of let yourself feel and say, okay, I hate this. This is ugly. I hate it. I don't want to, I don't want to have to feel this. Right. But the reality is you have to kind of walk through it and you have to realize how it's impacting your life today in order to be able to say, how do I let that go? Mm -hmm. How do I change what I'm doing in my relationships that will allow me to let that go and to, you know, if it's trust, trust again. Yes. If it's, if it's, um, you know, giving or whatever the case may be, how can I let, let that go in order to get to the next step? And then the last one, number four is what needs to happen so I can heal. Yeah. And so like, do you need to go to therapy? Do not be ashamed of going to therapy. Right. It is such a good thing. Oh my gosh. Having someone neutral go through these things with you makes it makes it really easy. Yeah. And of course, like I would promote my, my field. Right. But like, um, I I think everyone can survive without therapy, but I think everyone could benefit from it. 
you know I what I mean? Like it just makes, it yes. just, it's just an enhancement. So do you need therapy? Do you need uh, to have a conversation with a friend or a spouse? Like maybe you just need to process it with somebody. Yeah, someone you trust. Yeah. Like maybe you just need to be aware of it, right? Like maybe if you're, if you're defensive, maybe you just need to have, a, oh, I am defensive. I need to be aware of this so I don't act defensively mm-hmm. all the time. So maybe it could be simply that. Uh, maybe there's books that you could read on mm-hmm. the topic. Maybe just journaling about it. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you know, praying about it and saying like, you know, what's, what is it that I need to be aware of? What do I need to tune into? It's like, it's just creating this awareness. So like asking yourself what you feel like you need to help you get to that next step. And it could be different for every person. It will be different. For, yeah, absolutely. It could be different for every person. And there's, there's, you're going to find your own way as you go through it. But the, the, for me, I internalized everything Yeah, and, and I didn't write and I didn't talk. Uh-huh. And so what I ended up doing was I, I was a book person. Like I would read something or I would Google something and I'd be like, okay, why do I have this feeling? And I'd read like uh-huh. scholarly articles, mind you, not, yeah. not like, you know, not weird out things. of Vogue yeah. or, or TikTok person. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would, I would just really read and focus on, you know, what, what those things were, what could I identify? And then I'd apply them one by one. And see how it worked and see, you know, how, how I could connect to what was being described and how I could apply that in my life. And so there are lots of options on how to dig through this. Uh-huh. Um, just make sure that you, you realize what's going to, you, you give everything a chance. If something's not working, try something different. Don't yeah. give up. Good. So I'll recap the last four and then we'll wrap this up. Okay. So re- number one, have you received consistent feedback? And then do you experience the same thing? Two, where did it start? What happened? Three, why hasn't this healed? And am I willing to, to let this heal? And then four, what needs to happen so that I can heal? So it takes a minute, reflect on that. Like if there's any of these, if you have noticed that you are receiving constant, consistent feedback and you're going through the same problem over and over, this is for you. You need to take a minute and just reflect. Yeah. If you're and, having those same feelings, every relationship that you get into, stop, pause and reflect. Yeah. That'd be awesome. So uh, yeah, I think this is good stuff. And so we want to keep going, um, you know, thinking about self-reflection. And so we'll continue to, to talk talk on this topic periodically. Um, I know we're going to run it as a series. I don't know if we're going to do it like, yeah, like, yeah, consecutively, but randomly we may say, oh, here's a mirror, mirror on the wall topic, you know, yeah. so we'll see that coming. But anyway, we're glad that you joined us. Yes. Um, and so till next time when we bust some biscuits.